Hello and a big welcome to Lionhearted Marketing. This is the podcast where bold businesses learn to evolve from haphazard marketing to creating seamless evergreen customer journeys. If you've shifted away from the exhausting cycle of big launches to the more sustainable rhythm of an evergreen sales model, but are now finding that audience growth has become your new issue, I'm here to help. Here, we are not about chasing the next big thing. Instead, we're focused on creating a system and strategy that supports a steady stream of sales by using Facebook ads, strategic email, and content that creates connection. A robust evergreen sales strategy needs a robust evergreen marketing strategy to give you that stability and growth you crave in your business. And that is exactly what we talk about every Tuesday here on the podcast. I'm Sophie, your guide on this journey, a tea enthusiast, marketing strategist, and specialist in demystifying the art of funnels, or as I love to call them, joyful journeys. My mission? To guide you in building a marketing ecosystem that tirelessly supports your business, ensuring growth without the endless hustle. Join me every Tuesday for a dose for my lion-hearted approach to marketing. We'll dive into practical strategies as well as have inspirational conversations that will support you to sustainable business growth and take your business to new heights with a calm confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Lionhearted Marketing. So today I'm here with Rachel Pearson. Rachel is a business and marketing coach who is on a mission to help impact-driven women to create success on their terms. She helps her clients with authority, positioning, messaging, and aligned strategies so they attract high-caliber clients on repeat, grow to those consistent high-income months, and create a business they're excited to wake up to. Rachel has over 10 years of experience in luxury marketing, including launching an airline during the pandemic. She also is the brand columnist for Expert Profiles Business Magazine. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sophie. I'm excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you back. It's very exciting. So Rachel was on the podcast about a year ago, I think I interviewed her. And we talked more then about creating a personal brand and like what that involved. And it's been, yeah, it's been about a year. And both of our businesses, we were just reflecting, have changed so much in that time. I feel like we've both evolved quite a lot and got a lot more specific about what we do and who we help and how we help people. And I actually worked with Rachel over the summer for six weeks doing a messaging kind of group program it totally blew my mind and has impacted my business so much in the last few months so I wanted to invite her on to share her expertise and insight so today I think the overarching theme this is going to be a really kind of just conversation we're going to see where it goes but the theme that we're going to be talking about is like what does it take for content to stand out today and I was just reflecting before we started that I work with people who are earning, you know, six figures. And yet still, when it comes to ads, it's their messaging and their content that they're really struggling with to stand out. And this is probably because they've built their business over time and this has suddenly become a problem. So I think that's kind of what we're going to dig in today. So where where should we start? So what's your kind of take on it to begin with anyway? So kind of what does it take for content to stand out today? Yeah, I think it's a really good question because that has definitely shifted and I think over time like as businesses grow but also the way that people are buying today and that has changed in quite a short space of time even when we think about like particularly during the pandemic where you could put out a lot of us had time right we didn't have anything else to do we were on our phones all the time we were like looking for things that would like bring some joy into things so it was a lot easier at that point to 
put out messaging, like people get people's attention that wasn't so specific. And I think two things have happened that since then, people are buying in a different way, right? They are now, they've got a lot more choice around them because a lot of businesses came out during the pandemic. And so they're like really looking for specific things that they want to invest in or like buy. And also we're just becoming a lot more, I think we're valuing different things. So we're really valuing time and how we spend it a lot more now than even we did like three or four years ago. And what that means overall is that your messaging, it's about being specific. Like how can you be so specific in your messaging? so that people know that this is going to be something they want and is going to be a really good investment of their time as well. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like I really noticed for the last like, what, so six or years or so that I've been kind of working for myself that initially like, you know, passive income was like new concept, wasn't it? Like doing mm. online courses, creating courses. The I think the pand- what the pandemic did was made Zoom a really suddenly it was everyone knew how to use Zoom. Everyone knew how to kind of be online a lot more. Like I ran my business for a good few years before the pandemic. And I used to to have to send people videos on how to use Zoom or like, you know, online content, like content platforms just weren't really a thing. Like people just didn't want to kind of engage with it in that way. A lot of stuff was done through Facebook groups or it was really clunky. Suddenly the pandemic happened and it was like, oh my God, we can open up courses like worldwide. Suddenly everyone had access, didn't they? To like all of these courses, everyone was creating stuff online that was so accessible. I think people got really excited by it, didn't they? But I think yeah. you're absolutely right. We're coming down that other side of the curve where people are getting more discerning. And they're like, actually, I think almost every person I speak to has had some kind of where they've invested their money and they've had a, mm. necessarily say a bad experience. I would say most people say, I learned something from it. Like, I'm not going to regret it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. However, it wasn't as sold or it wasn't what they sold me wasn't what I got. And I think that's where this, this integrity marketing, isn't it? Like really people being a lot more discerning about who are you, what are you going to deliver and what am I going to get seems to, I think, to be a lot more important to people now, like where they invest their money. I think that's where we have to then evolve our content to reflect that, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when we did, when we worked together over summer, one of the one of the things that I showed was this idea of, it's talked about a lot, like you have to help your customers get to know you, then they like you, then they trust you. And that's like being a model which has been around for so long. But I don't think that that really exists anymore. Like the trust mm. factor is the thing from the very beginning. It's not just about, okay, well, as they get to know you, they're going to trust you. Like when you're investing in something, particularly online, where you're not getting to experience somebody directly from the very beginning, like how can you build that trust into your message and into the way you're showing up online? And because that's ultimately why, you know, that's how people buy, right? When we trust is when we invest and also when we keep on working with somebody it's not just about working with somebody once and then you know even if you decide not to continue that it's your reputation and letting other people know that oh so and so is really good to work with and and this is where you know we talked about messaging like overall and what it takes to stand out I did I spoke about this last week on my Instagram that 
messaging is not your social media. And I think that is a really important point that often we think about like messaging is about how my reels are doing or my, you know, how much engagement I'm getting on my Instagram or like how is my content performing on Facebook? And that is what we want to look at because that helps to show how your content is reaching people, but that's not your message. But your message is about what you stand for. And I I describe it like if you were in a room, like one of those parties that you go to and somebody said, so what do you do? You're not stood there mumbling, oh, well, I have my own business. And anyway, what do you do? It's like, Mm. what do you say that really gets somebody intrigued and curious and trusts in that you are like have the expertise to help them and that's where you want to be starting with to really get clear on how you can stand up with your message yeah so I guess that's that's such a good point isn't it like how can we be really really clear but quite succinct as well and I think that's definitely something that I struggle with like when people say what do you do my default we've talked about this my default is oh I I do Facebook ads and Mm part of that is definitely mindset in that I'm a bit like oh they don't really obviously it depends who you're speaking to but like they don't really care like I don't want to I don't want to sort of like blow my own trumpet and be like well Mm. I help female business owners to you know it's like how can you get across what you do in a way that just really resonates with the people that I guess that you're wanting to attract and in terms of positioning like positioning yourself within the market I guess like like how you position yourself how you position your offers how you position like your overall messaging like where where do you start when you work with clients about that yeah it's such a good question because nobody wants to be walking around like a walking Instagram bio because it just feels I think really it actually has the opposite effect doesn't it It makes you feel really inauthentic but so there's a couple of things I think one thing is is actually a mindset shift of your positioning is not just about your expertise. And that often really opens things up for people because so much, I think, especially if you have come into maybe business after having a previous career, or maybe you've had a previous business before this, get stuck into how do I make all of my expertise make sense? Right? How do I link this job to this job, to this career, to this move? And it can feel quite messy. And yes, expertise is part of it. But the starting point when I work with clients is really looking at hey how do you help like what how do you help people like what is the like transformation that you're creating what is the result you're creating what is the and also why is that important like why have you come into this particular aspect of business or offering this particular aspect of services and like you and I have talked when you said about Facebook ads we then started up the conversation around experience and how to create this like client experience which is actually part of your background which then comes so much into how you work with your clients now and so that yeah that's the starting point of how you help people and also looking at your your values and how your personality and how you like to work which is so much about your positioning because people don't only buy into what you do there are millions and millions of business coaches out there like me but it's about how I bring it together how I think how I create and also what I stand for like my opinions on things I think that is also a key aspect of your positioning as well 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I think often where people's content starts to come into its own and you really start to see people, yeah, attracting the right clients and their business grows and suddenly it feels like they've got momentum is when they can really tap into that, where their content feels like as a reader, almost effortless. It just feels Mm. like totally part of them. It all makes sense. It all sort of flows. They can talk about loads of different subjects and topics but still you understand the thread you understand like where that fits in why that fits in I think when you haven't quite nailed that is when you're kind of reading content that feels slightly jarring or like a little bit forced or like the person is so focused on just talking about like their offers or you know selling that it feels like they can't deviate from that like they can't share an opinion about something else or yeah, like you say, like I know one of your key kind of threads is leadership, and like you kind of you create content around leadership that doesn't. Yes, it kind of links back to what you offer, but it's much more about like how I work with clients and how I, you know, how kind of you're positioning your offers as well. I guess so. It's not just about and I offer a course that then will help you define you know how you do leadership. Yeah, exactly that. It's it's about. I think part of your positioning is. And, and your message overall as well is not just what you're going to help people to do, but also what that experience is going to be like of doing it with you, of mm. uh, working with you. And and also when you think about, there's a lot of talk about, you know, attracting the right fit clients or either dream or soul aligned, whatever term we want to use. And for me, that really comes down to people that not only can invest, but also you want to work with you want like the share the values that you share that yes you may have different opinions on some things but ultimately it's like there's a respect there there's a you like to do business in a similar way and the more that you can start to share that the more that you will attract in those clients that do feel like the right fit because that's when you work together in a really amazing way and that's when the results happen as well regardless of whether it's coaching I'm not talking just about the coaching space but it, it's it's a relationship, right? It's a partnership, ultimately, yeah. that's able to get those results. Yeah, and I think that's what uh, something that really came up when we worked together over the summer. And even I've like I've thought about this a lot. Like, how do I want to work? Like, you know, I have calls every other week rather than every week with my clients and that sort of thing. But when we worked together, what was really highlighted to me was when we did a bit of an exercise on like what you know, how do I want to run my programs? What feels good for me? Like, do I want to do a voice only program? Or, you know, would it feel good to me to try and cut down the amount of Zoom calls that are in my diary? Because that is a real, like, kind of niggle for me. You know, do I want to do kind of sales conversations in Voxer? Like, and I can kind of, that is part of my messaging in terms of like, this is how I work with clients, or this is how I kind of, how you can talk to me about these offers. And the people that are like, oh God, I, you know, if someone says to me, like, I can't bear voice notes, like I, like I can't engage with them. We're probably not a very good fit because I don't really like to read anything. (laughs) I love a voice note. But, and I guess, yeah, it's thinking it's so much more, isn't it? About like your specific content and laying out, like, I only like to work with people who enjoy listening to a voice note. It's much more about like, you know, I'm offering voice note support. And then that kind of then conveys you know, it's attracting those right people in, isn't it? Yeah, and and that starts with the clarity, like you said, of how you like to work and mm. the, you know, really getting deep on that ideal client 
profile. It's not just about where do they live, what do they buy, like who are they as people, um, what do they value, how do they spend their time, like really getting that more like psychographic aspect of them. And then in your message, it's then about like talking to that client and showing them that you work with other clients like them. So like your example there of the voice note, that could be in a client, a story or, you know, a result that you're sharing and you share the context of how it happened and bringing in little bits of how it was very much about you working together and the collaboration. And that's where in your message and and in your content, you're able to signpost what stands out to you as you know a client coming in for you that then stands out to the clients that are watching and they think oh she works with people like me and so that is yeah something to think about is how I was talking about like not only how do you want to attract the clients but how are you actually creating them in your message like how are you talking to the client that you desire in the messaging that you're putting out there yeah and I think that is definitely something I have reflected on a lot since we as we work together and kind of since we uh, have been working together more more recently but I, I I like storytelling like in my messaging like I feel like that's probably something that I'm reasonably good at I like telling stories I love sharing what I'm doing you know behind the scenes client stories what I'm not very good what I'm not very good at as it turns out is is being able to flip it around so that the client can see themselves very clearly identify themselves like, yeah, they can probably take the leap, you know, if she's doing this, you know, if this happened to her, like, oh, yeah, I resonate with that. Like, my child also does that or, you know, oh, that's how I'd quite like to work. But what I'm, what I haven't kind of developed or wasn't kind of using was that ability to, I guess, signpost, make it really super, super clear and show like, and this is how it applies to you. Like, this is how you can see this happen or this is how I can help you with that. That's something that I doesn't come like I guess naturally to me is something I've really had to work on is that quite common with the clients that you work with I think storytelling overall is a is a often a barrier to particularly when it's somebody telling their own story it can come up as different blocks but there are definite blocks around people telling their own story because which I think is usually some mindset as well of I don't want to how much do I want to share is this relevant does anybody actually care and the yeah. thing is, a lot of people do do care. And I think we do put this from a mindset perspective, we put a lot of pressure on it being the most dramatic story or the biggest thing which has happened or it has to like really mean something. And one of the things I would say to clients is it's the small, it's actually the small moments. It's the really, the things that you feel are insignificant, but make them feel really seen, which are the ways that your messaging really connects with your clients. and starts to actually get them thinking about working with you it's not the whole story of like how your business started and it's really going deeper so that's like a mindset thing and then connecting it back to your clients it does it does come up as a as a block because I think it's that awkward you don't want to make it clunky and it feel like Mm -hmm. this part of the story about me and then there's another part of the story which is about you and I always say to come back to what's the point of the story that you're telling, which should always link back to your offer or a way, the way that you work. And so think about like, what is it about your offer that you're highlighting 
And then that should be the lead into the story that you're telling. And then that should then make the link more into, you know, how it relates to your clients because they already see the relevance of it solving a problem or it's talking about a desire that they want to, a result that they want to achieve. Yeah. And I think something that I really picked up or I will kind of have taken from the the work we did was using like structures and frameworks but not in a not in a formulaic way not in a like you know you start with this then you do this and then you do that and like every post has to kind of look like that it's much more like you say about taking themes you want to talk about and then kind of like your offers little moments like one thing I really learned was about like the the micro stories like those little moments I had one the other day which was around when people when your audience isn't growing and you're kind of feeling frustrated and you're seeing the same people you know voting in your stories on on Instagram it's those kind of micro things isn't it that we're talking about not these big ideas I think also as well what I've really noticed is about the like people's desires as well so as well as the pain points like that one about it's not about sitting on a yacht you know, earning millions. It's like, that's so far away, isn't it? You almost want those like smaller desire points as well, don't you? Yeah, exactly. It's about, I I think sometimes we can overcomplicate, you know, if we talk about standout messaging, it's become a bit too overcomplicated and it feels a bit too, like there's questions of how can I talk about that? Like if you're not sitting on a yacht, (laughs) talking about you know if you're not sitting on your yacht drinking champagne which let's be honest most of us aren't in reality then like how can I talk about that and that's to your point is not it's not the next step for what somebody wants to to achieve right that the reason that somebody's going to come and work with you is because they have a priority something they either want to solve like they want something to be different now so it's also showing them how it gets it gets to be different, not in six or 10 years time, but the step they can take, the first step they can take, and then the next step, and then how that ultimately can build up to a life they could never imagine. But it, the key thing with messaging standing out is that your client needs to be able to pitch themselves in it. If they mm-hmm. can't pitch themselves in it, you will probably get engagement. You'll get likes because people, everybody would, they love a photo if it's somebody you know on a yacht in Dubai. But you probably won't get many inquiries from it because they don't feel like it's for them. They don't feel seen. Yeah. And when, so when it comes to creating content that does get, you know, clicks and engagement and DMs and that sort of thing, where do you, where do you start? I guess thinking more evergreen, but also like thinking at this time of year specifically, like you're coming up to the end of the year. Like there's, t- I think for me, there's two kind of mentalities. Either people are like, it's done. If people are going to buy from me, they're going to buy from me. Like, I'll just start thinking about January. Or it's like, no, I'm going to like really go hard for the rest of the year and kind of see where I kind of get to. I think where you're at mentally often is reflected in your messaging. Like I can almost tell when I see what, what people are putting out, where they're at. And that kind of feeds that energy, doesn't it? So I guess, yeah, I don't know. Is it this time of year? Do you do anything differently? Or do you, how do you kind of approach it? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think one thing to say is that even there are those two camps and I see it too, 
But the thing to also remember is that what you're doing now, even if you maybe are not pushing for people to come into programs or selling for before Christmas, is going to be the business that you're creating in the new year. And so that, you know, not from a perspective of, oh, you have to invest in order to be a success in 2024. Like I don't come and push with that message, but it is about visibility. And if we talk about your messaging, the messaging and the way that you're visible now gives you consistency, gives you some momentum to go into the new year. And I think where I see it becomes more challenging for people is when they want to set, they set their goals for the new year and they want to start selling an offer, but they haven't warmed up their community. They haven't got people who are interested. They haven't even told anybody that it's coming. And then there's this sense of deflation that, you know, nobody's buying and people they're buying now, they will buy right up to Christmas they will be buying in the new year. People are always buying. So it's how you're getting yourself visible in front of them. And then I think in terms of messaging, you know, one of the things which is always important, but it's more important at this time of year is being clear on the return. So like the return on investment. And when I say this, some people go, but I don't directly help. I'm not a business coach. I don't help make, you know, people money. And return on investment is not just about the money. It's about the tangible, the tangible benefits that they're going to get from working with you, whether it's that they are going to be able to um, maintain their weight loss if you are a fitness coach or, you know, making it very, very clear because the thing that people especially need at this time of year is certainty. So they have probably got to this time of year and maybe have invested in things in their business or in their life and they haven't got entirely to where they want to be and so then the questions are okay I want this I want this result to happen but why is it going to work for me now and so if you're not really really clear in why it's going to work why you why now then they won't buy from you so they're really looking for that certainty in what the result's going to be yeah and I think as well being what's important for me I guess when I'm reading other people's con content is that confidence that I I can do it, that like that I have the belief that I can actually achieve this result you're promising me? Because it's one thing, and this comes back to that trust I think we were talking about earlier on. There's one thing saying like, if you do this with me, like this is the tangible result, this is what you're going to get. But I have to believe that on some level, don't I? Yeah. That I can do that. Like I can lose three stone by Christmas or whatever we're like promising. <laughs> like I have to be able to kind of see that I can do I can do that and you are the person to help me do that like it's not enough for you just to tell me you can help me do it like I have to believe it don't I yeah absolutely and I, I do say that your content is it's not about you showing that you you help people it's actually about them set, them believing that they can do it like that is the role of your content because when somebody backs themselves when they believe that they can do it and it is the role of your content to help them to believe that or to show them how you do it that is when people will decide to invest and it's such a good point as well because at this time of the year when I talk about certainty that can edge into push pushiness and Mm. there's I had a conversation with somebody this morning who was um, thinking about working with me and she genuinely said like I would love to do this, but all of this uh, stuff's going on in my life. And I was like, that's, you know, that's fine. Like, that's 
okay, like we've had a few conversations, you know how I can help you and I just trust that we'll work together. And she was like, oh, that's so different. I, ha- I was having a s- similar conversation with another coach as I was with you. And when I got to this point, this coach just gave me the hard sell and it totally turned me off. And so, yeah, it is really important that by certainty, it doesn't mean that we really have to, you know, make people feel bad that they haven't achieved something or that they're not going to be able to be successful or they absolutely need our help. And it's just enabling them to make a choice and see that put forward why you are able to help men and why you're the best person to do it and leave them to make a choice. Yeah. There's such a balance, isn't there, between that kind of like, like calling people out in a way where they're like, oh, gosh, you really see me. Like, yep, that's exactly what yep. I'm doing. Versus making people feel, I guess, yeah, bad about themselves. Like, yeah, like that. Oh, I saw something the other day about, you know, if you're not investing in in this program, like then you're not the action taker, you know, you thought you were or something like that. And I was just, I don't know, reflecting on it a bit like, there's so much going on in people's lives, isn't there? Like we can't, and this, you know, there's always been that thing around some coaches really promoting, like taking out a loan to work with them because, you know, they're so confident that you're going to make the money back. I think for me, yeah, that isn't just, that isn't how I want to be made to feel. Like I don't want to be made to feel like this pressure situation and like having my, because that's one reason why I don't, I don't often go on a call with someone. If I'm looking to buy, like a service or a program, I don't often go on a call with someone unless I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy because I don't enjoy objection handling. I don't enjoy being handled. I don't know what like because I feel like it's that mentality of like there is no way of backing out of this. You're, I'm going to come back at you every single thing that you say. I'm going to come back at you and kind of reflect it back to you. Mm-hmm. I don't really enjoy that energy and. I guess that's not what I'm looking for in a coach and like other people it works really well for them but I guess what I'm I'm trying to say is coming back to that feeling of positioning and values and messaging it's about how you're attract I want to attract those people into my world who I'm like okay if you're not ready that's absolutely fine like come back to me have a think about it come back to me when you are ready because that's how I want I want them to go away feeling supported because that's how I make my clients feel yeah, I don't even know what question is there. I guess I'm just yeah, reflecting on <laughs> how it feels sometimes as a client when as as business owners, we're like so keen to to help people and show them that we can help them and and you know, help them take the action that sometimes it can feel like our messaging is a bit like bulldozery, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it can. And you know, I've certainly been you know, not guilty it's not the right word, but of of putting messaging out where I've kind of sat back and thought, "Oh, that doesn't really doesn't really align with how I do do things and you know we, we're just human right and I think that's the thing of your content's not meant to be perfect your messaging's not meant to be perfect but you have a clap like you come back to those values like you're able to check in when something just doesn't feel quite right for you and like you said the more you can share about those values those opinions how you work with your clients the clients that are getting the results with you and how that's been able to happen and sharing the experience, sharing the process. For me, that is a better way to call in the clients that you want to work with than telling people that they're missing out. Like, I think there's so much about, and this is where we come back to your messaging being so much bigger than, you know, what you're creating on Instagram. 
there's so much more around what you show and not just tell people. And so that you're able, like when somebody's seeing you on your stories or when they're hearing us on this in this conversation, they would, if a client came to you or came to me, they would pretty much have a conversation like we're having now in a discovery or in a sales call as well, right? Yeah. Like obviously, it'd be more specific. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. In terms of working together, but the approach and the style that we have, this is us. And I think it's letting people see that in your content and trusting that when people, the more people see that, the more they will decide to work with you. And we don't have to put up this facade of being a certain way or coming across as, you know, professional or salesy or whatever it is. That's actually going to have the opposite effect and turn people off from working with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That is one thing that people say to me quite a lot when they have calls with me it's like oh you're just like you're just like on your Instagram stories or you're just like when I listen to you on the podcast I'm like yeah no generally am yeah this is this is me and I think that isn't the case always is it and that's where it's like your messaging has got kind of separated from your you know your messaging is almost seen as like a standalone right this is my messaging this is then you know my my packages or services and this is how I kind of deal with clients they become almost separate and I think that's when you can kind of see that can't you like when it separates out yeah absolutely like you for me and how I work with clients is that your message goes through everything that you do like your message is how people experience you and we could say oh that's your brand as well but for me they're really connected and you know I sort of talk about if your message is what somebody would say when you're not in the room you know, when if somebody is asked saying, oh, I need help with this or I would like to do this in my life and somebody thinks of your name and the way they describe you, really, that's what we should aiming for. Not, oh, how many, you know, how many people have I got in my community? How many followers have I got? How many reels have I posted? It's like, OK, but are they clear on your message? Are they clear on what you stand for? Would they be able to stand up and say, Sophie is amazing at this and this is why or Rachel does this and this is why she's she's really like standing out to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important, isn't it? And that's where that, like, like you say, that clarity and those threads come through your message. So people really know what you do and who you can help. So I guess just the, in the last thing I wanted to talk about was just wh- where do people start? Like where, other than working with you, obviously, but like if you're, <laughs> you're like you've grown a, you know, pretty successful business, you're you've got clients, you've got kind of stuff going on, but you're feeling like, yeah, that maybe it's going, you've been building a business for a while and what kind of you used to do on, especially like just specifically, you know, Instagram at the moment, like what you used to do on Instagram just isn't really working anymore. Like you're not kind of getting the same likes and comments. The DMs aren't really there like they used to be. What's the, how would you kind of, how, where, where do you start? What should someone kind of start with to start looking at how they can start making changes to their messaging? Mm. I would always bring it back to your ideal client because I think, you know, the thing with your content is it's not, a, it's not really about you. And this is the mistake yeah. that I see a lot of people make is they're like putting so much of them into their content. And yes, we want to show ourselves, but it's, especially on the Instagram, people are coming there to say, well, what's, what's in it for me? Right. And that's becoming so much more important. So really bring it back to your ideal client and look at, I would start by mapping out the point from where your ideal client is coming in to potentially work with you right through to like the, 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 the sort of highest level. And I use level in terms of like the point where you would naturally finish working with them and just map out what are the steps 
that they are going through, like what are their problems at different stages and what what do they want? What are the results they want? And then when they feel like they've got there, what are they looking for next? And when they feel like they've got that and just do that as like an overview to really get deep into, okay, am I, how am I talking to this client at different points of their journey? And also how can I get really, really specific on what they're experiencing and what they want? And this is a really great exercise because then you will start to look at where your offers sit against the where your client is at. And then you can start to realize that either your offers are trying to do too much and cover like the whole spectrum of what this person wants, or, you know, it's really about how you can get more specific. And I think this time of year is a great time to do this kind of exercise because Otherwise, you can end up going into the new year and, you know, one, it's a time to sell new offers. It's a time to like, we've got big ambitions and we want to put new things out there, but we haven't done the groundwork and the foundations of really understanding, right, how is this going to help somebody and exactly who is this offer for? So that's where I would be starting and then create messaging around that. Yeah, I think that is just such a great idea. And I think also this just massively feeds into ads as well and like your lead magnet and so many people come to me with like quite generic lead magnets that like really promote the industry they're in rather than the way they work with clients. So, you know, five five ways to get healthier before Christmas or something like that. It's like It's like I'm getting people to buy into the idea that they want to kind of lose weight before Christmas but it's not my way. It's not my framework. It's not how I work with them. And that's the thing I really see from like an ads perspective of how can you get that really, I love the idea of having that sort of journey and looking at like, where does that lead, where does my lead magnet sit? Because if it's actually like way before they even, like if that journey is so long to kind of actually get to you and working with you, like where your lead magnet is, like you need to tighten that up and make that a lot shorter because it's all very well getting people on your list. But if they're nowhere nearby and ready to buy from you, or don't understand why it's you that they should be buying from, that's when we really struggle to convert like clients yeah. and once they're in our world. Absolutely. And it, it's such a good point as well that we can't, we're so in our business that we assume that firstly, everybody understands what we do and yeah. that everybody understands that they need us. And those are the two areas which if you're not seeing inquiries come through consistently, um, you're not getting the DMs, I would be looking at is, is it so clear on the problem that you help? And are people actually aware that they can do something about that? So like in your messaging, are you helping them to see that they can change? This is what's going on and they can change it. And also, like you said, how you do it differently. And that means that they're going to be able to get results with you. And it's not often about speaking more to the transformation because if somebody doesn't understand the problem, the transformation isn't going to connect with them. Yeah, I think that's exactly it, isn't it? It's like those two different areas, making sure you're speaking to that whole piece. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much, Rachel. If you want to find out more about Rachel and the incredible work that she does, you can head over to Instagram. She is at rachelpearson.co. And I will put the link in the show notes. And she has a brilliant high ticket offer checklist, very timely as we're talking about lead magnets. 
but it's an in-depth guide to give you the steps to elevate your offer today. Plus, she spills the insider knowledge and shares the strategic pillars that enable her clients and her to sustainably attract high-level clients time after time. I will put the link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rachel. It was great. Thank you so much for having me, Sophie. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. Before you dash off, I have a small but mighty favour to ask. If you could hit the subscribe button, you'll get new episodes delivered straight to you every Tuesday morning. And if this episode struck a chord with you, I'd be over the moon if you could take a moment to rate, subscribe and leave a review. Your words not only brighten my day, but they're the magic that helps the others discover our Lionhearted community. Again, thank you so much for spending your time with me, Sophie, here at Lionhearted Marketing. See you next week.